Okay, good morning, Shavuot Tov. Um, today's daf is daf Mem Ches. Today's shiz, Le'ilu Nishmas, Matisyahu, Mordechai ben Yosef. May his memory be a blessing and may his neshama have an aliyah. And today's shiz, also Le'ilu Nishmas, Ha'achai Kabas Baba Michla, Yitzchak Yehuda ben Miriam, and Elisheva Bas Liba. May they have a completeness, may they all have a complete and speedy recovery. Okay, I think let's go from the... to Yeah, Mem Ches. Let's go from the bottom of Mem Zion, I'm with Bayes. The wide lines, there's two dots there, um, 47B. So the Gomorrah said, the Misha said, the Bryce, we're actually quoting a Bryce which has been discussing conversion. And it also then adds, it mentions in the Bryce that a ger and an evid that is being freed, echod ger echod evid meshukhra, need a tefillah. And we're going to discuss exactly what aspect when it says whether a convert or whether a freed slave require, what are we saying that they both need? And that's the first discussion, but just to go back a step, so we know that a convert needs a mila and a tvila, bris mila and circumcision. It's a woman, obviously, just a, um, just a tvila, just a conversion. Included in that, obviously, I guess, before that, and more important, so left out is the beginning of the prices, kabbalah's mitzvahs, they need to accept the mitzvahs. And... Um, yeah, they need to accept the mitzvahs. That's Kabbalah's ha-mitzvahs. It's uh, interesting if you just look at the b'risa, and that seems to be the ikar hadin. You tell them about some of the mitzvahs. You tell them about some of the more severe mitzvahs, or you tell them about some of the harder mitzvahs to keep, and you tell them about some of the easier mitzvahs and the more particular. You know the details when you wake up in the morning, you pass uh, some of the lighter, easier mitzvahs. But um, And then there was a whole discussion exactly telling them some of the punishments, but also the reward, that whole uh, discussion. But obviously the ger has to, um, we nowadays, we have a long process where we make sure that they almost living as Jews. And then they decide if they still want to go through with and convert. Um, obviously, sadly, there are many, many stories of gerim. I know like this based in one of the reasons they're so strict and make sure that they live. It's a long process. They have to live as Jews. They have to almost integrate into the community almost before they even accept, uh, before they accept them as converts, before they'll go through the mila and the tvila, etc. It's all because there are sadly many stories of converts who convert and then they start living as a Jews and then they revert to their old ways. Um, so, it's, okay, so that's a side point, but a slave. A slave is much more interesting. I'm not saying... Um, obviously, a, having a slave in its own right is uh, worth its own discussion. In our mind, it is quite a far-fetched uh, idea and seems quite, uh, what was, what's the word, uh, morally uh, unacceptable. But uh, So that's a discussion in its own right. But either way, the Gomorrah does, the, the Torah and the Gomorrah discuss having a, having a slave, yes. They're only talking about an Eved Ivri here. No, there's a, here they're only talking about an Eved Kanani. So there are two types of slave. There's an Eved Ivri and an Eved Kanani. Eved Ivri is a Jew who sells himself into slavery for other reasons. Once in a while, he's too poor, he needs to get a job, so he sells himself into slavery. Or he's stolen and he doesn't have the money to pay back, so he'll sell him. So the based in will sell him into slavery, etc. That's uh, there's a third one, but I don't remember it. A third way he ends up in, as a slave. But either way, that's a Jew as a slave. That's the every We're not discussing that. A Jew as a slave, for all intents and purposes, is basically a worker. And you actually got to treat him really, really well. That's a Eved Ivri. What we're discussing here is a Eved Kanani. That's a non-Jew who either you end up having him as a slave, 
Um, so, yeah, so again, throughout this sugya, when we discuss a Evid, we're discussing a Evid Kanani, this non-Jewish slave. What happens is, it's either he gets captured or he gets bought from another non-Jew who had him as a slave, or he um, sells himself as a slave. But we have a Jew who's acquiring this Evid Kanani. So he undergoes a partial conversion. He goes to uh, Mikveh. We're going to learn like Rashi that this can all be done against his will. I mean, it's, he's a slave and you're acquiring a slave. Obviously, he's not going to be the most uh, obedient and keen on the whole process. But he goes, he does a partial conversion. He has a miller and a tefillah. Obviously, it's a woman slave, just a tefillah. A miller and a tefillah. And then you put him in, um, and then he becomes chayev in the same mitzvahs as a woman. That's this Eved Kanani. And once he's freed, we'll see he goes to mikveh again. He goes to, once, he, once the slave is freed, he goes to mikveh again. And then he becomes a complete Jew, a fully fledged so Jew. He has to be freed after seven years. He doesn't have to be freed, ever. There might even be a negative commandment to free him. So that's Evid Ivri has some of those halachas. Evid Kanani, there's no. Evid Kanani is your property. For most, uh, if you look in the Chumash, for most, he's primarily categorized like you would imagine a slave um, as a person's property. Okay, so now the question is going to be um, the second tefillah. Does the, so again, we said that this, this, this Evid Kanani had his first tefillah, he's been a slave for many years, and now he's being freed. Does he have to accept mitzvahs, I, like a regular convert, to become a fully fledged Jew? Or do we say, even, even obviously, again, we're assuming that the first tvila was against his will. He was becoming a slave. You threw him in the mikveh. You said, you're my slave, and threw him in the mikveh, and now you're my Jew, half-Jewish slave here in Eved Kanani. And now the second tvila, when you're freeing him, and he actually wants to become, a, when he's going to become a fully fledged Jew, does he have to have... Kabbalah sa mitzvahs. Does he have to accept the mitzvahs? So let's see. Kos akadai tesla kabbalah all of all mitzvahs. Ahava min is what does it mean when it says a ger and a eved on go to mikveh in the same way? It's that they also have to accept the mitzvahs. Viriminu, but this, this is contradicted. It says madvor mamurim. When is this beger? When is this that there has to be acceptance of the mitzvahs with a convert? Aval be eved meshuchar ein sorich lekabel. But a freed slave does not need to accept the mitzvahs. So Omar Rav Sheishes, Rav Sheishes says, This is Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar, and this is Rav Bonin. Ah, what we're going to show from another case, but we're going to basically say that this uh, Eved, um, it's a machloikes whether this slave has to do Kabbalah's mitzvahs when you're freeing him. You're freeing the slave, he's going to become a fully-fledged mitzvah, um, convert, uh, and oh, sorry, he turns into a fully-fledged Jew, does he have to accept the mitzvahs? That's Machloikas Rebeloz and Rabbi Shimon. The source that they bring it from is a very interesting case called the Aishas Yafas Tar. Don't you remember learning about the Aishas Yafas Tar, but that is when Jewish soldiers go out to war and he sees a woman he really likes, he takes her, he can capture her. There's a whole Machloikas we showing him, I don't want to go into it now. Because, uh, I mean, well, firstly, the, the interesting thing is the Torah seems to be making a protection. It knows that when a soldier goes into war, he's just in a totally, you almost go into a what, animalistic state of mind. You have to kill people, your emotions, your passions, your desires, everything's uh, off the chart. 
and they know that so they let him uh, go um, capture this woman it's a discussion whether he has to wait till the end of the process or even at the beginning he can be with her but either way there's a 30 day process where he lets she lives in his house in a very uh, lowly way in his way crying for his parents I really kind of designed to put him off so that he lets her go. But if he still wants to go through with it afterwards, then he can convert her. Now, is there a shortcut to get around that 30-day procedure? So, And remember, this is a non-Jew who we're converting. So that's why we can tie it into slaves and stuff like that. It's a non-Jew who's converting and in a large way against her will. She was captured in war. So it says, the tiny will enter the bride, so she will be crying for her father and her mother, etc. When is this that you have to have the 30-day procedure, your ritual of putting her off, making her of putting to him, where she did not accept the mitzvahs. If she accepts the mitzvahs, then she can go to tefillah and he would be permitted to her immediately. Why? Because she's a fully-fledged convert. If, she, if he captures her and she says, you know what, I'm, I'm more than happy to marry, let me just go, I'm happy to become a Jew. So then she can. Says Even if she does not accept the mitzvahs, there's a way around this. He says, You force her and make her go to tefillah for the sake of slavery. And then you tefillah her again to free her. And then she becomes a freed woman. She's a regular Yisrael. After Evid Kanani is freed, or a Shivcha Kananis, that's the female maidservant, um, she would become freed. He'd be permitted to have her immediately. So very interestingly, what do we see? According to Rabbi Shimon ben there's this strange way out of this. Just force her to become a slave. I could do tefillah as a slave. Then do tefillah to free her. All against her will, but now she's a fully-fledged Jew. What do we see? According to Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar, you can free a slave, and he goes to mikveh without accepting the mitzvahs, almost against his will. He still, or she still, becomes a fully-fledged Jew. And we're going to say, by the fact that the Tanakhama didn't give the solution, they said the only way to circumvent the 30 days with the Aishas Yafastar is if she accepts the mitzvahs, if she becomes a convert, a regular convert who accepts the mitzvahs. Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar says, no, you can force her to mikveh as a slave and then free her and it can all be done against her will. So you see, he holds that you can free a slave. So that's the... I don't understand So So to make them a slave, they have to, if it's a man, undergo tefillah and, and mila. And if it's just a woman, obviously just tefillah. And it's a semi-conversion. They become obligated in some mitzvahs. And Evid Kanani. Pardon? Yeah, you have to you have to do this. Let's call it a semi-conversion on him. Why? We'll see over the page. My touch on it. Pardon? What right? Yeah. So I think it's more about having someone who's non-Jewish living living amongst us. We'll see over the page. We'll discuss it a bit more. Are you here till the end of the day today? Yeah. Okay, so, so, now, so then wait till we'll discuss, if you remind me, if, if it doesn't get covered, we'll discuss it a bit more over the page. So, Omar, over my time, what's the source for Rabbi Shimon That he can go, you can put the slave, he's a slave, he's a semi-Jew, you can put him in slave, he doesn't do any Kabbalah Samitsus, he doesn't accept the mitzvahs at all, and he 
now is a complete Yisrael. So my Tamad Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar, Dechsev kol eved ish mikne kesef. It says any slave of a man who's bought with money. It says eved ish v'lo eved isha. Makes sense. What do you mean? A slave owned by a man and not a slave owned by a woman. Why would they ever? Oh, the context of that pasuk is uh, is a. Uh, is it's saying you can only eat the Korban Pesach if all your slaves are circumcised. We're going to see how we know that, but that's the context of the Pesach. You can only eat your Korban Pesach if all your slaves are circumcised. What difference does it make whether you're a man who owns slaves or a woman who owns slaves? So what does it mean, Eved Ish? So it's clearly coming for a Joshua. So Ela Eved Ish Atomal, Bal Korcha Atomal, Ben Ish Bal Korcha. An Eved Ish, you can convert against his, you can do Miller and convert him against his will. And a uh, Ben Ish, a man who's coming to convert, you cannot do it against his will. Uh, Ish is going on the slave, or the mer, saying even an adult slave who can think, who can use his own intellect, um, you can do Miller without his consent. But a regular man who's converting, and here it's saying Ben Ish, and he wants his adult child to convert with him, you can't do it against the adult child's will. You have to have the consent. You have to have the kabbalas and mitzvahs of the younger child. So that would be the source for Rabbi Shimon. Now the Gemara says, of Rabbana, what about the Rabbana? We have a very good posuk. We have the strange posuk, Everish, which taught us that a slave, that you can convert a slave against his will. I, when you finish, you, when you free him, you throw him in the mitzvah, and then he's a fully-fledged Jew, without any acceptance of the mitzvah. So Rabbonin, how, what do they do with this pasuk? So Amarula, Keshem mal ben ish, bal korcho, kach mal, ever ish, bal korcho. They say, no, just as you can't do miller, convert, when we use the word miller in this stuff, we mean put him through the conversion process. Obviously, a slave has actually already had Miller um, the first time, but, and we're discussing the second one. But again, so back to where we are. So Ulla says, just as you can't mal, you can't convert a person against their will, so too you can't free a slave. I make him a fully fledged Jew against his will. Ah, the Elohok siv kol eved ish. But what about the posseh that we just had, kol eved ish? What's that coming to teach us? They need it for Shmuel's drasha. The Omer Shmuel, Shmuel taught. If someone makes his slave ownerless, he goes free and he doesn't need a document of emancipation, a document saying he's free. The standard way to free a slave is you give him a document that says you're now free with this document. You own yourself with this document. Shmuel has an interesting halach. He says if you declare the slave ownerless, you don't actually even need that document. I guess the danger is if before the slave acquires himself, someone jumps in and acquires him, well then he has a new master, because ownerless means literally ownerless. Um, but, that's with, that's, but you don't have to give. Now, Shneemar, where does Shmuel see this? That if you just make him ownerless, he... Basically, he becomes his own master. He goes free without it, this document. It says, call Eved Ish Mikne Kesef. The posuk that we just had, Eved Ish, who's acquired by money. Eved Ish, below Eved Isha. Do you think that posuk means that only if it's a slave owned by a man and not a slave owned by a woman, there's no reason to make such a distinction? So what's it coming to teach? Ela Eved that whose master has Rashus over him, who has power control over him, Koru Eved is called a slave. 
Rabbi Olavay's master does not have control of him, and Koru Eved is not considered a slave. So, the Joshua is Evedish, the slave of a man. Obviously, you don't have to say the slave of a man. It's any slave, but no. So, Evedish is telling us he's only a slave while he's of a ish, while he has a master. As soon as his master declares him ownerless, he goes free. So very interestingly, if you'd walk up to your slave and go, you know what, you've been amazing, I think it's time for you to start your own journey as a free person, I set you free. He's not free. You'd have to give him a document that, a star, that's how he acquires himself, it's the beginning of uh, Kiddushin. But, what you could do, is say, you know what, I declare you have care. Okay, you'd have to go through all the technical requirements that meet what's considered a hefker declaring something ownerless, but that would be, and then he's, then he's not a slave anymore. Well, yes. Does the slave live in the same household as the... Uh... I, I guess it depends on the owner's uh, prerogative. Like I said, it's a whole different discussion. Um, I mean, from our, our minds, it's very... Uh, the idea of having a slave is morally, what's it, contemptuous? Repugnant. Repugnant. Um, so we have to understand and go into, and I, I, like, I, I need to look into it more. I don't have any but clear, good answer. Yes, you kind of, as we'll see, that's what you're, that was Mervyn Tashman. So, if he's in a compound or whatever, uh, <laughs> yeah, how's so, he going to yeah. get into your ways? Interesting one. Um, I, yeah, so, but I'm saying, I haven't, I don't remember. I think a, a lot of this overlaps with Kiddushin, where it discusses slavery more, but I don't see a requirement of, with the Evid Kanani, you treat him, you can... Obviously, as a person, you should treat your slaves well. But we don't see those requirements placed forever. Every you have to give him as good as you have. If you're eating uh, fancy food, you have to give him fancy food. If, you, if you're sleeping in uh, the most expensive, fancy foam top, uh, what's it, that air... S, that space foam top bed, then that's what you have to give him. Um, that's our, but uh, with the Evid Kanani, we don't find those requirements. He's a slave. I, I'm sorry, I think you should treat him decently, but we don't. But we'll see. Yeah, that's an interesting point you're raising. That touches back onto Mervyn's question, which we'll get to <clears throat> over the page. Okay, so where we're holding at the moment is that we want to know the second filler of a ger. We brought, well, Al Bryce said that whether ger or whether uh, Eved, they, they need this filler. And we said it means that you can do filler against their will. As we said, there's Rabbi Lezer who holds that you can do tefillah against the will. It's just Rabbonin who holds that no, you can't do the second tefillah against his will. He has to accept the mitzvahs for it to be valid, that he becomes a fully fledged Jew. So with that in mind, Matki Flora Popper, a proper challenges. He says, We see that Rabbonin holds that it can't be done against her will. That's by a Yefastoar. mitzvahs, where she has no She's never been involved with mitzvahs. Aval Eved, the Shaiper mitzvahs, but a slave who's already been involved with mitzvahs. As I said, an Eved Kanani lives with all the same obligations as a woman. So he's been keeping most of the mitzvahs. You're right, he hasn't had to put on tefillin, he hasn't had to shake lulav. But he's been living with most of the mitzvahs. So he has been involved in mitzvahs. It seems that the Rabbana would agree. I, they agree that here he doesn't need consent. I again, but the Aisha is your fast to'ar, she's a complete non-Jew and she's captured in war and it's 30 days, it's within 30 days of her being captured. There you want her to accept the mitzvahs, going back on what uh, Benji was just saying. But with the Evid who's been living with a Jew and as a Jew for a long time, 
maybe the Rabbanon don't require him to have this tefillah. So how can I read the Rabbanon? Yeah, the Tanya, and where do we see this? Echod gerva echod. Where do we see this logic? It says echod gerva echod okach eved mina oved kochavim. Someone who's coming to convert and someone who's buying a slave from a non-Jew, tzorich lekabel. He, that person, needs to accept the mitzvahs. Hol okach misrael, implying that if you bought it from a Yisrael, and tzorich lekabel, he doesn't have to accept the mitzvahs. Money, who's this author? E Rabbi Shimon Elazar Hamel okach mina oved kochavim nami and tzorich lekabel. It can't be Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar because he holds any time you're buying a slave, you can always force them to, um, you can always force, um, force convert them. You force them into mikvah for the first time that they become your Evid Kanani, and then you force them into mikvah the second time, and they become your um, a fully fledged Jew. So El Elav Rabbonin, it must be the Rabbonin. Shmami na delokach mina Evid kocham in tzorich lekabel, aval lekach misrael and tzorich lekabel. We see that when he's being bought from a Jew, he does not have to accept it. And I've got, and this is, I think. Similar to what Benji is saying, but I think this far behind us, if I understood the Rosh correctly, I've got a note from last time. But basically, like we're touching on this, that you want some, you don't want to just have Jews who have a fully fledged Jew who has nothing to do with mitzvahs. He has no idea what the mitzvahs are, he's never agreed to perform them or anything like that. So, therefore, um, by an Eved, someone you're buying from a non Jew or Asius, your Fastar, you want there to be some form of them saying, I want, I'm, I'm happy to keep the mitzvahs. I accept the mitzvahs on myself. Okay, and then you go through with the conversion or the semi-conversion and you carry on. However, when you're buying a slave from a Yisrael, they've lived as a Jew or as a, as a semi-Jew for years now. It could be many months or many years. So when you come to free them, you can just chuck them in the mikvah and you don't need their consent and they don't have to redo an acceptance of the mitzvahs again because they've already accepted. They've been living like a Jew. And again, this would be unlike a ger, a convert. He also hasn't been living as a Jew. It's interesting, if you go like this, you could have an interesting nafkamina where you have people who have lived as Jews for it. They've been on their gerus course for four years. They've been living as Jews for the last two and a half of them or whatever it is. And now they come to convert. But that's, again, a ger we assume has not had any involvement, any real connection to mitzvahs, no obligation in mitzvahs. So therefore, they would need Kabbalist mitzvahs at the time of the conversion. Again, unlike a slave owned by a Jew, but now the price is difficult. The whole reason we got into this whole discussion is the price that says it's the same with the slave and it's the same with the convert. What's the same now? We wanted to suggest it's the same that there has to be Kabbalah's mitzvahs. But we've just shown that there's no one who holds that this Eved would require acceptance of the mitzvahs. So this is no kitanya here, the Indian Here you're right that they both need tefillah. I even know that the slave, when you acquiring the slave, you put him in mikvah. When you re- and he's already been to mikvah, when you're freeing him, you have to put him in mikvah again. Um, okay. This is just going back to the Aishas Yofastar. So again, the process has been, she's been captured in war. The man who wants to uh, take as his wife puts her in, his, in the front to where, he's, where she's going to be in his way every time he tries to get in and out of his house. And she shaves her hair. She has to shave her hair and do her nails. Now, obviously, we know when, we, when, when the woman we're familiar say do their nails, it means go for a manicure, get the nails done nicely. But what does it mean by the Aishas Yafas Tahar? 
again, so Rabbi Lezer, I may talkuz, Rabbi Lozer says she must cut her nails, Rabbi Kiva, I may tag the Rabbi Kiva says she must grow her nails. So Amar Rabbi Lozer, Nemra Asiyah, Baraj, Venemra Asiyah, Betzibar, Naim, says she must do her head and do her nails. <coughs> and just as Malahala Navara, Afkala Navara, just by her head, it means removing her hair, and you want to make her unattractive, so to her, it means cutting her nails. Rabbi Kiva, I may Rabbi Kiva says, no, Nemra Asiyah, Baraj, Venemra Asiyah, Betzibar, I may say she must do her head and do her nails. Says Malahala Nivul, Afkanivul, and just as by her, it means to make her repulsive, so to her, it means to make her repulsive. So that's what Rebbe Kiva learns. She must grow her nails long. Varaya Ledivrei Rebbe Eliezer. There's actually a proof for Rebbe Eliezer. This is by Mephibosheth. When David was driven out of Yerushalayim, um, David had looked very kindly after all of Shaul's descendants. One of them was Mephibosheth. Um, and at the time of Avshalom's rebellion, when David was driven out of Yerushalayim, Mephibosheth, who was lame, couldn't really travel, so he stayed. But he, he was uh, on David's side the whole time. But that's why he says, when Mephibosheth ben Shol, Yorod Likros HaMelech, when he came to meet David, returning back to Yerushalayim, lo also raglov, lo also shifomo, he hadn't done his feet, which seems to refer to his, um, looked any, he hadn't looked after himself at all, but also shifomo, ma'asiyah, havora, and what does it mean, asiyah, removing the hair. I, um, um, what does it mean? He hadn't done his moustache. His shafomo. So Rashi says, So we see that asiya often refers to removal. So it would be. So that would maybe be a proof for Rebelezer that doing her nails means cutting her nails. She has to keep her nails very short. Okay. Then another fossil regarding the and the rabbis thought of she'll cry for her father and her mother. Rabbi Lezer Oimer, Rabbi Eliezer says, Avia via mamish, and Ima mamish, it means literally she'll cry for her parents. She's being captured, she's not going to see her mother and father again. Rabbi Kiva Oimer, Rabbi Kiva says, No, Avia via Imo zu Avodis Kachavim. And Rabbi Kiva says it's referring to no Avodis Kachavim. As we see, the Pasuk says, Oimrim la eight Aviata, they'll say to a piece of wood, You are my father, Goimer, etc. So it's saying she'll cry. Because she's leaving her ad- idolatrous, her pagan ways. So that's why she's crying for her father, I, her idols, her gods up to now, her religion and her culture up to now. Very interesting. Tosos asks question, so what difference does it make? What, what, the, what's this machloikes? Whether she's crying for her idols or crying for her parents. So Tosos said, first answer, it's the top Tosos of the page. She says, They're like just arguing how to understand the pasuk. But at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. The main thing is she's sitting in the doorway. She's moaning and miserable because she's been captured, etc. But oh, what, when the positive says <laughs> she's moaning and miserable, what's the positive referring to? But it doesn't make a difference. It says, or oh, actually, it could maybe make a difference. It says, <laughs> What happens if a mother and father had already died or they had converted, where there's no laws of availus? I, she's mourning, it makes sense to say she's mourning for her parents because she's not going to see them again because she's been captured. But if they already deceased, well, then there's no reason for her to mourn, so maybe this wouldn't apply. She wouldn't have to actually carry this posseg out. Um, just to mention it, Tosos then bring the Rivan, that's one of the Bale Tosos. He explains, Perush, the Rebbe Akiva Tricha, Shetichbo, Bavodes Gochavim, Koyrem, Shetuvola. That Rebbe Akiva actually is of the opinion that she has to what's it, renounce her Avoid Zora before he can be intimate with her. But that's, uh, again, as we've seen, that's a little bit of a difficult answer because then it only fits in with those opinions who say it can't be done against her will or something like that. Okay, let's carry on. It says, Yerach Yomim. She will be there for a month of days. He says, Yerach Shloishim. Shloishim Yom. 30. It means, when it says Yerach, it means 30 days. 
Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar, Amen. Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar, Tishim Yom. No, so you must sit there for ninety days. Where does he? He says Yera Shloshim. When it says Yerach, a month, it means thirty days. Then it says Yomim of those days again. So he says Shloshim another thirty. Va'achar Kain, and the pasuk then continues. And after this, I am implying another time frame, like we've said, Shloshim another thirty. So that's where he actually says she must be there, not just for thirty days. But for 90 days. Matki Flora Vina Ravina says, Well, if she's saying when it says in the Pasuk, it means just the same amount as we've just said. Well, then you said that a month is 30 and Yomim is 30. So you should add on another 30, I 120, Kasha. Yeah, okay, that's difficult according to Rebbe Elia, Rebbe Shum Ben Elazar. Again, not enough to refute it, but it's difficult. Um, Tosas asks an interesting question. Um, Will Tosos actually bring a whole lot of sources? When we see the word Yerach, a Yerach, what does it mean? Because we know in the Jewish month there's actually two possibilities 30 days or 29 days. And here we take them for granted that it's 30. So Tosos bring a whole list of times where it actually means 30 days. Um, interesting enough, there are other times where we find that it's referring to a short month, a 29 day month. But uh, maybe you can say that at least every time it's mentioned in the Pasuk, it means 30 days. We can check whether that theory stands up as we continue through um, the Gemaras. Okay, Toner Abon and Makai, or when we go through the Psukim rather, we should see if every time it says Yerach, it means 30 days. Toner Abon and Makai Mim Avodim Malim. This is touching on, uh, this is going back. You can keep a slave. Even though you haven't done Mila, that's Rabbi Shmuel's opinion. Rabbi Kiva, you're not allowed to keep them. And this is the question. Are you allowed to keep a slave who refuses to accept the mitzvahs? Right? As we said, there's a semi-conversion to fall into the status of an Eved Kanani. He's, he's a, he does Mila, he goes to Mikvah, and he, or he goes to Mikvah and he does Mila, and he keeps all the mitzvahs of a woman. There's that semi-conversion. What happens if he refuses to do that? Or are you allowed to keep a slave who, without doing that? So as I said again, when it says miller, it's not literal. It obviously refers to the... It is part of circumcision, but it's also... It's primarily referring to this converting to be an Eved Kanani. So again, Machloikes Rabbi Yishmol and Rabbi Akiva... Can you keep a slave who has not done this, um, has not converted? So, it says you must let the Ben Amosecho, the son of your maidservant, who has not had Mila, rest on Shabbos. So, must be, what do we see? You can have a slave. But the fact that the Chumash tells us you must let a slave who has not had Mila rest on Shabbos, you're not allowed to make him work, must be. You can have a slave who hasn't converted. He hasn't had Mila. So Omar says, no, that's where you bought the slave late Shabbos afternoon. And the pots are speaking specifically about a case where you didn't have time to convert him. But and also in all other cases, you're never. So you'd never actually be allowed to keep a slave for more than a day or two without converting him. Just and the case would be where you bought him like shortly before Shabbos and you didn't manage to convert him. Um, 
My mashma. But wait. We saw both opinions took for granted when it said you must let the son of your maidservant, I, your slave, rest. It was referring to a slave that did not have mila, that had not converted. Everyone agreed on that. Where do they see it in the Pasuk? It says, no, Titania, as we taught in the you must let the son of your maidservant rest on Shabbos. The Torah is speaking about an uncircumcised slave. Why do you say it's referring to an uncircumcised slave? Maybe it's referring to a circumcised slave. No, when another posuk in Dvorim says that, in order that your slave and your maidservant rest like you, the Pasuk's already referred to a slave who has been converted. So the Pasuk's already told us that a slave, that you have to let your slave rest on Shabbat. Which actually, if you think about it, isn't such a chidush, because slaves have to keep the same mitzvahs as women. But either way, the Pasuk's clearly said that, that they have to keep um, that aspect of Shabbat. So what we're going to do with the second Pasuk that mentions again, you must let the son of your maidservant, I, your slave, rest on Shabbos, but Evet Oral, that's referring to an uncircumcised slave. So you're not allowed to make any of your slaves work, even the ones you haven't converted. Yes. The son of your maid. Yeah, who's? Well, so, so your slaves are your property, therefore any children they have are also your property. Um, yeah, why is the, but I think we could still ask, why is the Pasuk not just speaking about a slave? Um, maybe it wants to say why else would you have an uncircumcised slave in your property because he was born to your maidservant you never got around to do Mila and he's refusing to convert May, um, just otherwise why else would you have in there um, maybe um, then similarly the Pasuk says Vahager so now both these psukim I'll just read them quickly the one was so we've discussed ben amosecho vahager and the ger and then the second posuk that we were bringing um, I'm not going to go through the whole posuk but it says um, again you, your son and your daughters, your slave, and the ger in your gate. So we all came, we have this repetition of, just as we have a repetition of slave, and we said the, fir, the one Pasuk was referring to a slave converted, um, a, sorry, a slave who had Mila, and the other Pasuk was a slave without Mila, we're now going to see what's the two references of a ger. Um, so he says, Vahager, so just before we go into the, the Gemara, just to reference, you get two types of Geri mentioned in the Chumash. You get what's called a Ger Toshav and a Ger Tzedek. A Ger Tzedek is the convert that we used to. He converts to Judaism. A Ger Toshav is a non-Jew who wants to live amongst the Jews in Eretz Israel. He has to accept let's go with the Shiva Mitzvah B'nai Noach. I'll come back to Rashi on this, but the Shiva Mitzvah B'nai Noach. And then he's what's called a Ger Toshav. He gets certain rights in when living amongst you in Eretz Israel. So this, so those are the two, again, the Ger Toshav is just a non-Jew who wants to live amongst you. Basically, as a non-Jew, he'll keep the Shiva Mitzvah Ben Anoach, but not as a Jew, and a Ger Tzedek is a complete. So it says, Vahager. In the past, when it says, Hager, Zeger Toshav, Ata Oimer, Zeger Toshav, or Eino Ele Ger Tzedek. You're telling me this is a Ger Toshav, maybe it's a Ger Tzedek, a completely Jewish. Maybe you can get a 
Ger Toshav to work for you on Shabbos. It would just be a proper convert that you can't get to you to work on Shabbos. He says, no, Keshu Oime, when the other Pasuk says, Ger Hashem Sherecha, the convert in your game. We've already discussed that you can't have a regular Jewish convert work for you on Shabbos. So what do I mean when I say Ger? Zeger Toshav, that must be referring to a Ger Toshav. Um, just a fascinating Rashi. There are two interesting points on Rashi, which are both a big maslokes. So if you want to look inside, it's Rashi, the third thin line. The Ger Toshav. Rashi is in the inner column, and he says, So what's a Ger Toshav? A Ger Toshav is this non-Jew who accepts not to serve Avodah Zorah. As I said, many others, it's a, based, why this is interesting is because it's a machloikes in Sanhedrin. Let me just check this one. Sorry, it's a machloikes in Avodah Zorah. And there it says that there's two opinions. One is he just has to say he won't serve Avodah Zorah. The other one says, no, he has to accept to fulfill all Shiva Mitzvahs B'nai Noach. But Rashi is clearly going like that one. Then it says, V'oichel nevelos, he's allowed to eat non-kosher. He's not a Jew. He can eat non-kosher. V'yizhiru HaKosov al HaShabbos. Now the Torah tells him that he has to keep Shabbos. Again, our Pesach said that a ger has to keep Shabbos. We said that's also the ger toishav. Where does Rashi saying where do we get that he has to keep Shabbos? The mechalelas Shabbos ka'ayver avodas kachovim. Someone who desecrates Shabbos it says if he served avodas zara. I'm sure you've heard that idea that Shabbos is equal to all the mitzvahs if you. Desecrate Shabbos, it's as if you desecrate, serve Avodah Zorah. So that's what Rashi is saying. He's saying, oh, so just as the Ger Toishav's requirement is to renounce Avodah Zorah, he's all, that ties him also to Shabbos, and he has to keep Shabbos. Why that is very interesting is Tosfos here, if you jump across the page to the other side, where Tosfos Zeh Ger Toishav says, Perish Bakuntras, Rashi is always called Kuntras in Toysus, says, Shekabol Olov Shelol Avodah Avodah Kachavim, Mumachalel Shabbos Kavodah Kachavim. Rashi says, Rashi explains that what is this Ger Toshav? Someone who accepts upon himself that he won't serve Avodah Zorah. And desecrating Shabbos is like someone who serves Avodah Zorah. He says, for Kasha, it's very difficult to say, He has more than seven mitzvahs. And we saw there's an opinion in Avodah Zorah that says with the seven mitzvahs of Bnei Noach, he's called the Ger Toshav. Now, according to Rashi, according to that opinion, how many mitzvahs does he have to keep? He actually has to keep eight. There's the seven mitzvahs Bnei Noach, and Shabbos is the same as Avodah Zorah. So there's an eighth mitzvah. So that's Hosea's first question. According to Rashi, saying that Shabbos is like Avodah Zorah, therefore he has to keep Shabbos. That's difficult because you end up with eight mitzvahs, not just seven. And then he says, V'od, a second question, to Peperik Arba Mitzvahs in Sanhedrin, it says, Omrinan, to Oved Kochovim Sheshavas Chayev Misa Afilu Bechol Kol Sheken B'Shabbos. A non-Jew who keeps Shabbos, or an Oved Avorazor who keeps Shabbos, is liable to be put to death. He's deserving of death. And this is whether he keeps Shabbos in the weekday or even on Shabbos. So Rashi is coming along and saying, we have this Ger Toshav, we have this non-Jew who says, I want to live, live among she has a Ger Toshav. So he says, okay, accept the mitzvahs on you. Rashi says, that means he also has to keep Shabbos. So he's saying, what do you mean? How can you let him keep Shabbos? If you have a non-Jew who keeps Shabbos, he's liable to death. So Tosos isn't happy with that. Um, okay, he asks another question, but I'm just going to skip to the bottom. He says, V'nire he says, no, what we're discussing here is where he's working for on behalf of a Jew. I Rashi was reading the whole Gemara when it says, and the um, 
the Pasuk said, um, obviously, sorry, in order that they rest, oh, sorry, Ben Amosecho Vahager. The Ben Amosecho and the Ger must rest. Rashi understood that as saying that the Ger must keep Shabbos. He must keep Shabbos. Whereas Tosus is saying, no, it's the same as Ben Amosecho. What does it mean with your maidservant? It wasn't saying that he has to keep Shabbos. It was saying that you can't ask him to work for you. So it's here you can't have a Ger Toshav work for you. Uh, you might have thought that, look, he's not, he's not Jewish. He's my neighbor. Might as well get him to do a few things for me. Obviously not as a slave, but as a worker, a Ger Toshav. But Tosus is saying, no, you cannot allow him to do that. And that's based on Tosus's questions with Rashi's, if you learn like Rashi that, he's also obligated in Shabbos. We run into a few other difficulties. Okay, let's go on in the Gomorrah. See was Omer Ben Levi, Rabbi Shua Ben Levi says, If someone buys a, Jew, a slave from a non-Jew, and he doesn't want to, the slave doesn't want to convert, you can keep him for 12 months. You, can, you have 12 months to try to persuade the slave to convert. But if he doesn't want, after those 12 months, if he doesn't want to convert, you have to sell him to a non-Jew. And Mervyn, we don't want a, a slave who doesn't accept the mitzvahs living amongst us. And uh, that's uh, that to the degree that, if again, this opinion says you have 12 months to get him to convert. If you can't, well, then you have to sell him on. What's He's staying in your house. Yeah, so kind of... Yeah, so you don't want the influences. Yeah, yeah of the, you don't want the influences, yeah. yeah. And we'll see this this theory and this concept will um, play itself out in the next few sukhiyas. Um So Amr upon a kamidara papa kamanda like Rabbi Kiva, dear Rabbi Kiva Homer and Makamim. This seems to be not the the student said to Rabbi Papa, oh this seems this price is definitely not like Rabbi Akiva because remember Rabbi Kiva said you can't even keep him one day. Remember, Rabbi Kiva, the postbook says you have a slave who's uncircumcised. How could you ever end up with such a scenario? No, it must be Erev Shabbos because Rabbi Kiva said you can't even keep him for any time if he's not convinced. He says, no, Amalura, Papa, Philotime, Rabbi Akiva. You could actually say it's Rabbi Kiva. Hanimili, Heilecha, Deloi, Posca. Here's where he never stopped his way. Loi, Posca, Lemils. He never stopped his ways. Afal, Heilecha, the Posca, Lemils, Posca. But where he did agree to stop his ways, then he can stop his way. It seems what happened here, if I understood Rashi correctly, is that you came up to this guy, you were buying this guy as a slave, whatever. He says, yeah, you know what? I'm actually open to the idea of converting as an Evid Ivri, as an Evid Kanani. She's like, okay, come, take him, you get home, you're like, okay, now, I guess he's like, okay, now you have to have a miller. He's like, wait, I don't agree, I don't sign up for that, I don't want to be involved with your mitzvahs. So then, in that case, since he was initially open to doing the mitzvahs, you have 12 months to persuade him. But if he was never open to the idea of doing the mitzvahs, then you can never accept him. So, Omar of Kahana, Amir Tilishwai, said, came to the Rav Zid, Minardai. When I told this before, Rav Zid, Minardai, says, Omali, Yachi, well then wait. Rabbi Akiva came along and said the only way we can understand the Pasuk of Vayino Fash, your Eved Ben Amosech, or your Eved must rest on Shabbos, is because you bought him, you got him just before Ben Ashmoshos. Because otherwise you can't keep him. It says, Lishni Leho. Well now we have another way to explain the Pasuk. It's a slave who initially was open to converting. And then, even according to Rabbi Kiva, you have 12 months to persuade him. So he says, Yo, chadami, trey, tama, You're right, I was actually giving one of two reasons. Rabbi Kiva, well, that wasn't the only, reason, only time you could end up with an uncircumcised slave that you must let him rest on Shabbos. 
This is we now have two reasons. We're going to see a third. Sholach Rabin Mishmai the Rabbi Lai. Rabin said in the name of Rabbi Lai. This is what he sent. All my teachers said in the name of Rabbi Lai. When can you have an uncircumcised slave that you're allowed to keep? If his master bought him on condition that he doesn't convert. This is against Rabbi Kiva says you're not allowed to keep a slave who has never converted, who has not converted. So you can actually fit it in with Rabbi Kiva. But where he made this condition, the condition stands. I'm very fascinating. He's saying, no, this that you actually have to convert your slaves is a standard acquisition of a slave there and that's when Rabbi Akiva is so strict and you have to convert him but you can also put in a condition you say I'm buying the slave and I have no intention of converting him and if he's bought on that condition according to this way of learning that would be fine that would be valid but again then you run into the problem that wait now you've got this guy who's going to be a bad influence hanging around so that's uh, well yeah so the Omar of Kahana I'm used to the they came to Rav when I told this before, and he said to me, oh, but then when we were trying to understand Rabbi Akiva, how could you ever have a slave that wasn't, um, didn't have Mila? And he said, it must be a case where you bought the slave very late Friday afternoon, so you didn't have time to do Mila. Why don't you just give this answer? Say, well, it's where you bought the slave on condition that you don't have to convert him. This is no, well, just as we said above, that you can add in this other reason, above we added in the reason of where he initially accepted, so you have a, a year to persuade him. He's just giving one of two or three reasons. Uh, yeah, you actually, you could establish that posuk of Ben Amosecho as in, in a number of ways. Yosef Rav Chinen Chanina Bar Popi, Rebbe Ami, and Rebbe Yitzhak Nafcha were sitting Akila the Rebbe Yitzhak Nafcha on the porch of Rebbe of Rebbe Yitzhak Nafcha with Yosef Bekomri, and they were discussing. Ir Achas Oisob Eretz Yisrael Velo Yrotsu Abdei Lamu VeGilgulu Alahem Ad Shnayim Osor Chodesh VeChazru Machlam LaOvdei Kolchavim. There was a certain city where they had a lot of slaves, and none of them wanted to convert, so they tried to persuade them for twelve months, and afterwards they went ahead and sold them to non-Jews because they still wouldn't agree to convert. Command, who's that in accordance with? Kiha tana de tanya like the following brisa. Halakech evin mina oivir kochavim velorotso lamul magalgal imo ajnei mosor. Hoidesh, if you buy a slave and he doesn't want to convert, he doesn't want to have the mila, you can try for 12 months to persuade him. Lomal, if he doesn't convert, choizur umachra laoivir kochavim, you can sell him for... Um, you can you have to go and sell him to non Jews. Rabbi Shumben Alazar Omar ain't machinos of Eretz Yisrael. If they have said taharos, Rabbi Shumben Alazar says no. If it's in Eretz Yisrael, this this that you have this leniency of take trying to persuade him for twelve months is only outside of Eretz Yisrael. Within Eretz Yisrael, because of Hefset taharos, you would not be allowed to. What's a Hefset taharos? Remember, there's true man stuff and non Jews. There's a Xerah Drabon that all non Jews are tome like a zab. Therefore, if you have the slave around your house who has not converted to an Eved Kanani, he's Tome, and any Tahar things that you have in your house is going to ruin. So in Eretz Yisrael, we really don't want any slaves who have not converted because they're like non-Jews and are Tome. 
over here has Mukhlasapir, similarly a city near to the border. You don't let a slave, we won't convert even for a very short time. Because he might hear something, I guess, to do with the defenses, etc., and he will go and tell his other friends who are Oyved Kochavim. So we're really worried on the border towns if this slave doesn't seem amiable to joining Jews and to living like a Jew and stuff, well then we can't trust him and obviously it's a dangerous um, place to have him around. And just yeah, just one more point and we'll end off I was hoping to get to the bottom of the page but we'll finish this tomorrow. Um, so Tosfos on the previous Amud, based on a few questions, but they actually come along and say yeah, you're right, so it seems to arise that there might be ways to have a slave that has not converted. According to Rabbi Shmuel, there might not be a problem at all. According to, even according to Rabbi Akiva, you, as long as you, I mean, Rabbi Shmuel at the top of the page, remember we said it's a machlokas, if he won't convert, can you keep him or not? Rabbi Akiva said you can't, but Rabbi Shmuel said you can. Um, a, a slave who won't convert, to you, won't accept the mixes that a slave is obligated in. And, uh, based on a few hints, Tosfos wanted to say, granted, that would be the Doraisa law, said everyone would agree that there's a Dindra Bonin. And he says, for a few, and there are a few reasons why it makes sense that you would never, uh, so, so, and even uh, and even according to Rabbi Akiva, these times where you have 12 months, or you're buying him on condition that he doesn't convert, Doraisa, they, that might all work, but Midra Bonin is a Xera that we don't, uh, we wouldn't uh, uh, keep a slave or allow a slave to be kept in those situations. Um, and he says, because it's a takonashe, because it will cause his master to stumble in what's mutter and osur. Because he has not accepted the yoko mitzvah. Imagine you have this guy working around your house. And you've asked him, you told him, look, I need you to convert as Evid Kanani and told him whatever explained in the mitzvahs and stuff, and he says he's not interested at all. Now he's not going to, when he's cooking in your kitchen, he's not going to care about the kashrut. Whatever, you send him to the shops and say, please make sure to go to uh, Moishis, he's not going to care. He's going to go to the easiest place for him. He doesn't care about mitzvahs. So he says, so for yourself, as a master, there's exactly drama on that you can't, because he'll cause you to stumble. And there are many other ways he can cause you to travel. And then he says, It's not good to obligate him in mitzvahs. Ah, you shouldn't convert. This is actually going, Tos is actually going a step. I was discussing where he doesn't want to or whatever. But, and this is even going into the root discussion of can you, con- um, even further, can you convert a slave against his will? There's many opinions, and Rashi learns like that, that you can convert a slave against his will. But Tosu is saying, that's all Doraisa. With Rabbonin, you should not. And this is for the second will. It says, It's not good to obligate him in mitzvahs since he doesn't want to keep them. You're going to set this guy up for Gehenim. He's, you're going to say, oh, sorry, I threw you in the mikvah so that you're my slave. Well, now you have to keep Shabbos, you have to keep Yom Tov, you have to keep Kashrus, you have to keep all these other halachas. Every, just most mitzvahs, it's all mitzvahs that a woman's obligated in. Um, so it's, it's by far most mitzvahs. You're obligated, and he doesn't want to do it. So you, you're, um, they're actually opinions, Tosa says it's not good. Not good to obligate him in mitzvahs, that uh, thing. Others opinions say when Tosa says it's not good, so it's lifna ever, it's setting him up to failure. And uh, you should be as liable for uh, the mitzvahs by putting him in that situation. Now imagine taking some, a, a convert off the street and just converting him by force. That's what you're doing here. 
This is definitely not, I mean, there it doesn't work. The convert has to accept the mitzvahs. I'm saying, but even theoretically, if it did work, you can see the disaster that it would lead to. And therefore, Tosla say that there's a gazer, even though technically you might be able to, there's a you should never convert a ger without his agreement to keep the mitzvahs. Okay, we'll leave it there. Yeah.